listening to Live in La Viva Voce. My name is Meg. And my name is Adam. And today, listeners, we've got a pretty special episode for you. Well, it's not really special. It's more lazy. Listeners, we promised Nicaragua. We promised um, the letter N. You're not going to get that this week. And let me tell you why. It's a mid-season special. (laughs) We've been tired. We've been so busy. Oh my goodness. I just turned in my MA paper. So I'm one step closer to uh, drowning in academia full time. You've been working on some contract work. You've been looking to get a new car. It's been very eventful for you um, today and this week. And for that reason, we just haven't had the time to prepare. I'm trying to claw my way out of academia whilst you're trying to break your way into it. Exactly. So anyways, you know, we've recorded 13 proper episodes, I would say, right? And so I think it's time, like Adam said, for a mid-season special. We've earned it. We've earned it. And and that comes with getting to know ourselves, ourselves <laughs> and each other. And, you know, listeners, if you want to listen along, go for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this can't drop our ratings that much. You can't drop what you don't have, You can't right? drop what so, you don't there have. There you go. Exactly. So, listeners, this is what we're going to do. We're still going to try to make it fun. We're still going to try to make it... Um, PhD related. But we're, we're still... going to bring in alt-right conspiracies nope. to spice it up. Nope, we're still going to keep it drinking related. But we're going to do it such that we don't have to do any research. Okay, let me explain it. So Adam and I have prepared five independent questions, right? Like we've kind of took time to ourselves, come up with five questions. And these five questions have to be either related to a PhD or to drinking, or to a PhD and drinking. Something of that nature, okay? Well, I, so I actually think it's a slightly broader topic. I think it's academia, not specifically PhD. Okay, sure, but it has to be school-related, okay? You, you, yeah, 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 yeah. And or it has to be drinking-related. It's in, the, it's in the theme of, like, uh, you know, the, yeah, drinking is drinking, yeah, right? But, right, okay. But I think it's in the theme of academia. And I've, I, I've, I've embellished a little bit because I think, I think, Mine could go as far back as like high school or secondary school, depending on where you're listening from. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, generally it's definitely targeted like university level sort of like drinking culture. Nice. Anyways, so that's the kind of vibe where the drinking is going to come in is one, we have just watched an hour of Love Island um, and we have, we drank lots for that. But we made this deal where if we ask the same questions right if one of our questions align we're gonna have to drink like two or three shots it's gonna be like a big punishment um we should decide that <laughs> now before you chicken out should we say two shots then. two shots yeah. for each baby. question for each question that is the same and or like the same vibe yeah you know what I it's mean? in the same vein exactly okay what Meg doesn't realize is I have access to her gmail no, account please don't. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask all of the same questions Okay, so we're going to ask five questions each, um, maybe fewer than that if you think about it. Uh, but then we also have um, some intro questions that I've prepared. And and that's going to help us to get to know each other I better. I've prepared some intro questions too. And it's going to maybe help you listeners to get to know us better. Okay, these, if they intersect, will not r- result in drinking. I've only got one. Oh, okay. Because I, I was just going to say, because like they're intro questions, they're like about us generally. So yeah, like the sure, chances of them sure, overlapping sure, is going to be pretty high. Sure. Okay. So with that, um, let's let's get to it. Would you like to lead the way? Yeah. Okay. So let's start off by talking about um, maybe our education backgrounds. Okay. So do you want to go first? Sure. Um, well, my name is Adam. Um, oh God. I, yeah. I, this, is how, this is how I start when I when I do a lot of like outreach program stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of my uh, like I have a kind of spiel of how I deliver this, okay. right? Keep it, keep it snappy. So my name's Adam. Um, I went to a state school um, in sort of the south of England. Uh, and then went to a state college. I went to a college called uh, called Southdowns. I did an A-level in maths. I did an A-level in further maths. I did an A-level in computer science. I did an A-level in physics. Uh-huh. I did 
all of them to A level actually. I didn't I didn't drop at AS level, which was common at the time, right? Where you used to drop one at A, A to A, A, AS level. Uh, no, I did, I did all four of them at A level. Um, I didn't do fantastically in them, if I'm being honest. I did. I got two A's, two B's, and a C because the C came from from me doing what's known as an EPQ, which it's kind of like a, a freeform project. It doesn't really mean much, I don't think, but and, and no university really rewards it. But uh, that's sort of my my pre-university education background. Um, I applied to Kings before Kings started to up its standards because Kings has got a really high standards now. And I sort of I got my foot in the door when they were kind of like going, you know what, we're, we're kind of we're kind of ready to take on more students. So I I got very lucky, I think, because. I know, for example, one of my students, and, and I'm a private tutor as well, one of my students has just been offered a place at King's, and he's been offered something like A star AA, and I was offered like ABB. Mm. So, yeah, they've really upped their, like, requirements. Um, I applied to Imperial as well. Um, that was kind of a weird one. I told them, obviously, I was having heart surgery, and they actually upped my offer because I think they didn't want me to come that year. Mm. Um, so that was, you know, that was a thing. Um... But yeah, no, I'm glad I ended up at King's. So I, I did three years at King's doing undergraduate. I was going to do four years. I'm going to do a master's there as well. Um, then I kind of got shanghaied onto a PhD. They were like, oh, do you want to come and earn some tax-free cash? And I was like, that sounds like a scam. And I was like, they were like, no, it's just a PhD. Yeah. And I'm like, so a scam. And they were like, yeah. A scam. And that's how I got onto my PhD program. So yeah. now I do uh, artificial intelligence stuff. I never wanted to do artificial I wanted to be a film director, but you, know, <laughs> you end up where you end up, right? Um, what about you? Tell me about your, your educational background. Yeah, so I did all my schooling uh, before the PhD in Canada. Um, did the gifted program in elementary school, did the international baccalaureate program. I was on the gifted program school. too. I'll just add that. I didn't okay. I didn't mention that. I just wanna okay. just wanna flex a little bit. <laughs> the two of us are budding horns now. Uh, we've pulled ours out and are comparing them. But um I did the, the IB program in high school, um, and then I went to the University of Toronto um, for my undergrad where I studied um, English and history. And then for uh and then in terms of the PhD, I've, I've always kind of like figured I'd go into some sort of graduate program. And so I applied to a number of law schools um, as well as PhD programs, the law schools in Canada, the PhD programs elsewhere. Um, I got into Oxford. I got waitlisted for uh, Stanford and then I got into Columbia and then I got into a number of law schools as well. But ultimately, I decided to follow my passions and try my try my luck in I mean, uh, English. When I got we'll into see. this relationship, you were looking to be a lawyer, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, I can be a trophy husband." And yeah. Then, then we got about a month in, and you're like, "Decided I'm not going to go to law school. I'm going to do a PhD in English." I was like, "Oh, damn." Oh crap. Well, there is. There goes my there goes my financial security. <sighs> what can you say? There it is. Well, okay. So you actually answered already one of my other questions, which was like PhD like interest right like subjects so let me just say mine really quickly so a lot of like 18th century british literature um health humanities uh like travel narratives and stuff like that pretty boring i think for you if you were to explain yourself it'd also be a little a it's little easy for me because i just go like ai and everyone goes oh wow ai yeah and that's why his ego is so needlessly inflated it's why i come to burst the bubble as it were <laughs> woof okay um what's what's one of your intro questions well okay so my intro question i think actually quite nicely compliments yours because you got you got all the academia set yeah, up yeah, yeah. um and i think it's rather apt because you're much more dedicated of an academic than i am yes um so my question is actually more to do with drinking what was your first drinking experience when, okay cool. when when was your first drink okay actually let me ask a question to that and then i'll answer that's okay. cool okay what 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 is your favorite drink let's begin with that and then we'll... vodka okay any, well, yeah, no, yeah. pretty much any vodka. Yeah, nice. I'll drink any vodka. Like, if you want to send us vodkas, um, like reach out and we'll give reach you a mailing address. Exactly. Uh, my favorite is probably um, either gin or a really good sour, like a good beer. Sure. I like that. Okay, first drinking experience. Yeah. So I'm, or like first memorable drinking experience and or not memorable, depending on how yeah, it goes. Yeah, I'm not interested in like, oh, I had a sip of my yeah, dad's yeah, no, beer no, 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 at no, no, five no. years old. Yeah, I, 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 I want a proper drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. So this is the first time I got like really, really drunk. And it was myself, 
my good friend, uh, maybe I won't say her name, uh, but like just three or four. Should like, we use letters? We use letters, like like <laughs> like a like M. A, yeah, M. Some okay, some really really good friends. Uh, frosh week of undergrad, and we went frat hopping. So, um, the University of Toronto is actually right in the heart of the city, and the school itself doesn't actually affiliate with any fraternities or sororities certainly any fraternities right mm -hmm. so what happens is that there is a street right next to the um school that is just full of frat houses and during frosh week it's typical to just go from house to house and just drink like kegs of beer and so literally we went to like 10 different frat houses and they gave us 10 red solo cups of the worst beer you could imagine and then i got really bernie's really, discount beer i got really drunk swore at a bunch of tourists almost pissed on the royal ontario museum and i did something i'm not actually gonna maybe i'll tell you later but like i did some i said something really terrible to someone and they still won't talk to me to this day so that's my first drinking experience wow yeah i won't say what i said because it's actually really inappropriate i feel really bad so there you go uh, okay, wow. Um, I I, was gonna, I thought I was going to top that, but I didn't think I'm going to. Yeah. Um, how old were you? Uh, I was 18. Okay. I was 15. Okay. Um, so it was Eurovision, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, as you've already experienced, because you, you, you were here this year for Eurovision. Yeah. You know, Eurovision is a time of drinking. It's a time of merriment because... The British never win Eurovision. No, they right? never come close. It is always a definitive. There's a definitive loss. rejection, rejection yeah. right? Um, and a little, some of that's geopolitical. Some, uh, yeah, I, we didn't deserve to win this year. I'd, I say I'll admit that much. Like, like it wasn't a good song, but it also wasn't bottom of the pack. Yeah, it wasn't right? good though. It wasn't good. It well, wasn't good. It what it didn't deserve. It probably didn't even deserve to be in the middle. But yeah. it wasn't. It definitely. It deserved was, maybe one point. Come yeah, on. Yeah, it deserved like an like an honourable mention, like yeah. a a pity point. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not bitter about that or anything. I don't really care. Like I I watch Eurovision mostly to laugh at the ridiculousness of some of the acts because I do really love that. Um, but a sort of real tradition in my sort of in my mother's house more than anything. And bear in mind. I'm a child of divorce. Oh gosh, that's um, how you know he's drunk. Is when he starts getting into the family. Um, yeah, I won't, I won't say any more than that, right? Yeah. Um, but so my first real drink was screwdrivers, mm. right? Vodka and orange, right? So if you're not familiar with a screwdriver, it's a vodka and orange. Well, I don't know if it's specifically a vodka and orange or if it's you know, any kind of juice with vodka. No, right? it is a. It's a specifically orange. a vodka yeah. and orange. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it, my my sort of go to drink at any kind of event. If I'm unsure what I want to drink, I'd go screwdriver, yeah. right? Because like I, chicken nuggets. Yeah, exactly, right. I feel like you go up to a bar and you're like, you can have a screwdriver. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a bit of orange juice, there's a bit of vodka. And it's it's always gonna be a good drink because as long as it's actually orange juice, it will taste fine, right? Um, and I got so wasted, I I I threw my sister out a window. Not like through the window, right? And, and bear in mind that my mum lives in a bungalow, right? Yeah, so thank God. This, no, no, I was yeah, because I was, obviously I wasn't that drunk, right? I didn't like, it wasn't like... Yeah, you committed I, murder. Yeah, I wasn't trying to harm her, right? Like, <laughs> that was, girl you met, that's not my sister. It was more of a joke, right? Like, yeah. it was like, she, she, like we, were, we were prattling around me and her, and we were like, oh, like, I'm going to lower you out this window. <laughs> um, so we opened this, like, side window, and, like, I slowly, like lift her up and like lower her out like blindingly drunk right and and like i say like you know it's a bungalow so it's like or, or like a one-story building so it's like you know like she literally like she like touches the ground as she climbs over the wall right um but yeah no that was my first that was my first drink and then you went teetotal for a bit i went i think i didn't go teetotal right after that but i did go teetotal i didn't go teetotal teetotal but the problem is I lived at home during my undergraduate mm -hmm. years, right? And it was kind of awkward coming home to, like, my dad and, and being, being like, drunk, yeah. right? So I was like, you know, I, I had a cider occasionally. Yeah. When I was like, when someone was like, oh, what do you want for a drink? I'd be like, oh, I'll have a cider, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like, like, I'll have something really, like, fizzy, sweet and just low. Yeah, inoffensive, yeah. right? And I, I'd like, yeah, because then I wouldn't be drunk, right? Yeah. I'd be like, okay. I'm not even, I, normally I wouldn't even be buzzed, right? Because yeah. 
as you already know, I have like a hyper metabolism. So I break that stuff down. Like even now I'm getting sober. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So, so that was my sort of first drinking experience. Anyway, so I think that nicely sets up our drinking background, our our academic background. Um, Should we move on to the questions? Who's going to go first? I'll go first, and then should we just uh, one-off We're back and forth, we're back and forth. Okay. First question. Okay. Create a cocktail inspired by your PhD. Create a cocktail. So notice how I didn't say what is a cocktail inspired for you. Like I want to, I want to hear some creativity. I want to like hear okay. you list a few ingredients that you think okay. reflect well okay. about your PhD. Okay. About anything to do with your PhD, okay. but you gotta explain it a little bit. Okay. Um, let me think. I think salt. Salt is gonna be a big one of the cocktail. Oh, right? God, be a, be a, sailing water. It's <laughs> gonna be a bitter cocktail. Oh, okay. God. I'm gonna go with. Lime juice. Oh, just salt. Wait, salt or salt water? Like a salt, no, salt. rim? Like, like, like a salt rim. Okay. Salt rim. Okay. Lime juice, dyed green. Okay. Um, bit of apple juice. Okay. Maybe, no, maybe an apple teeny. Like okay. A, like a, like a, like an apple, like an apple teeny, right? Yeah. And, um, hmm. I'm thinking maybe a bit of limoncello, actually. Limoncello and vodka. Okay. Okay. Okay, so... so oh, God, it's very sweet. Gr- it's green, green dyed lime juice. Okay. Limoncello. Yeah. A little bit of vodka. Okay. And a salt rim. Okay. Okay. And I call it the silicon chip. And yo, so the so so obviously silicon is silicon, right? But I'm just thinking like, what's like a good like 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 a substance that you can put in a cocktail that also goes into the computer. And salt is not to say a substance that goes into the computer, but uh, lithium salts are used in batteries, right? Uh, so not sodium. Listeners, salts. I'm shaking my head. But um, yeah, no. So I think I I yeah uh, lime juice, um, green dye, uh, apple teeny. Vodka, gl- uh, salt rim, and we'll call it a silicon chip. That's very nice. What about you? Okay. Bear in mind, I I actually haven't thought about um, answers to my own questions. Just gin because and it's not fun, is it? Okay. Obviously gin, right? Because I study like British literature and stuff. So, so Do you want to set some preface to why that? Not? What do you mean? Well, what, why, why gin? What, what about British literature sort of defines gin? Oh, well, you know, like... Gin, well, first of all, okay, gin since the 18th century specifically, has had a very uh, kind of wishy-washy reputation in Great Britain, in, like, the domestic isles themselves. And, of course, they have this really important colonial influence too, right? So, obviously, gin, right? Mm -hmm. And then Earl Grey tea, kind of an Earl Grey, like, bergamot, like, simple syrup, okay? And then some sort of, like, elderflower fizz, Okay. So kind of dainty, kind of citrusy, kind of um, like aromatic and and kind of bitter, and then the the gin. Okay. And what would I call it? That's not even part of my question, but I I like that you called it something. So I'll I'll try to do that too. I will call it um, the Mary Shelley. Oh no! I will I will call it um, Earl Hay. <laughs> Oh, that's, you're the worst. I hate that. No. <laughs> Sorry. I think the silicon chip is more seamless. I know. It's very sophisticated. Okay. If I come up with a better name, I'll interrupt your question. My turn? Yes. Go for it. Okay. Who has been your weirdest or most unusual drinking companion? So I'm looking for people that you wouldn't normally drink with, right? So, you know, not just your friends or something, right? This has to be someone like you sat down... And you had a drink with them and you were like, why am I drinking with this person? Understood. I got it. All right. Go ahead. So I was in Nashville two years ago. And after a day of exploring, I go to um, this cocktail bar that I had heard of. And sitting next to me was this guy in like maybe his 40s or 50s. Okay. And like we got to talking and stuff like that. 
and we got to talking. And he was like some sort of like Cisco software engineer or whatever. I don't know. I didn't really care. But the thing is, I could tell he really fancied me. And I was like, well, I'm not going to pay for my own drink. So I might as well get like four or five drinks out of this guy. (laughs) So then I do that, right? He like, he keeps buying me drinks. We keep drinking. And then after a while, obviously he was like, oh, do you want to like head out and like go to like the clubs in Nashville? And I was like, okay. So we do that. And then afterwards, he starts, like, literally hacking on his phone. What? Yeah. He starts, like, literally turning, like, lights off in, like, different buildings. What? And, like, hacking into shit. Legit? Legit. And then I was like, what the... I need to get out of here. And so I was just like, bro, I gotta go. Did he spell your name on, like, the side of a building or something? He was literally, like... At first, I thought it was literally just his light. And I was like, whatever, like whatever like there's like shit that does that i could do that if i like had the right light bulbs but he started doing it in like different buildings i was like unless this guy like knows all of these people and for some reason like has all these like i don't know what he's doing that's some coordination yeah like you know so anyways he started doing that and i was like what the hell i'm gonna get out of here and so like i won't say his name obviously but i literally i'm not gonna lie i literally like made all of my social media and shit private because i was like I know it's not going to do anything if this guy actually wanted to, like, access information. But I was like, no thing. And he was like, oh, can I have a picture of you? And I was like, I got to go. I got to go. Was it specifically of you or your feet? No, of me. <laughs> of my whole person. I was like, I got to go. I got to go. That's quite funny. Yeah. That's okay, quite weirdest funny. person. Wow. Okay. That's, I I think you're two nil so far. Yeah, Because really? I think your I think your first story, uh, well, I think we've got quite equal set first stories. But the second story, that was crazy. Yeah. Um... My weirdest drinking partner, and I have had a brief think about this, and this is sort of what inspired it, because I just think about this. So, um, I have this supervisor. I won't say their name either. Yeah. Right? Um, they're not my main supervisor. They're okay. my like other supervisor. Yeah, you can tell me afterwards, but yeah, don't say their name. Um, and, and they're my supervisor in Canada, right? So you know who they are. Okay, yeah. Um, and you know, like, I've come out to Canada, so this is my first time in North America studying, right? And it's my first time in Canada. Um, and I, I've sort of been offered like a three month placement to go out there, I've been funded, you know, I've gone out to Canada, I've spent my time there. We obviously met whilst I was in Canada, right? Um, and my supervisor has gone, oh, um, I don't know if it was leaving drinks for somebody or if it was like an end of year celebration or whatever, right? Yeah. And bear in mind, like, I'd only known these people like in this research group for like two weeks. And like, oh, come out with us, come out with us. Yeah, we, well, they went out like, and with this like professor who's like 20 years older. Yeah. And I kid you not, like we're all getting like bottles of wine and we're all drinking um, at this like faculty lounge. Yeah. And I'm there like, I feel like such an imposter. Like, I what? I gotta get um, out of here. This guy, this, and bear in mind, this supervisor scares me more than my main supervisor. Yeah. Like, my main supervisor, like, they scare me, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, I, I've gotten to the point where I can kind of stand my ground and I can kind of go, well, I don't think that's right. I don't necessarily agree with that, right? Yeah. You know, like, you know, we, we'll have a bit of back and forth and we'll have a bit of a disagreement over, like, how something should be framed or something, right? And I, I think that's healthy, right? But this other supervisor, like, they scare they me. They scare me. And and you know how much they scare me because yeah. I've told you. And I'll I tell you how much they scare me. One of my favourite things, they were also one of my reviewers for my undergraduate dissertation. And, and legit, they once, I once sat down opposite them and they literally went to me like, Adam, this is a really impressive report, right? Yeah. So they started it, right? And then they went, it's so impressive because you've managed to get three things wrong in seven words. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was brutal. And it was like, did you rehearse that or did that just come out? (laughs) Anyway, your turn. Okay. I think you partially answered one of my questions. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, no. No, I mean, I think that warrants a shot each, doesn't it? Is it a warrant a shot each? Maybe one shot each because it's, you didn't answer it. Well, what's the question? Perfectly. What's the question? My question was, which cohort member slash professor um, would you want to get sloshed with slash have you gotten sloshed with? 
Uh, I don't think I've answered that. No, okay. I disagree because okay. because I don't think I wanted to get stuck I in didn't, this wasn't I was emotionally, I was I pressured into it. I'd, I'd been in Canada for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? And I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to go to this. Yeah. I'm going to do this. That's true. Okay. Let me ask you a different question and then, and then like, whatever. Okay. Have you ever been drunk or high, but we'll keep it drunk, I guess, um, for listeners who are not in countries where it's legalized. Um, have you ever been drunk or high in class, in the office, and or writing and submitting an assignment? And if you give an example with writing, it has to be paired with submitting, right? You can't you can't be writing a drunk and then editing it sober and submitting it sober. That doesn't count. You know the answer to this is yes. Okay. Well, give us give us a story of it then. So. Um... And bear in mind, I'd like to emphasise here, obviously, it's legal in Ontario, right? Yeah. So, so weed is legal in Ontario, right? Mary Jane. Mary Jane, so to speak. Um, or, or marijuana, right? Um, it's obviously not legal in the UK, and, and I don't think... I've never taken it in the We're UK. We're good boys and girls uh, and, in And it's hard, it, you know, it's hard for us to take it anywhere at the moment because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Exactly. And, and we, yeah, we, we've, we've pretty much only been together during the pandemic now. Like, that's mm. been the majority of our time, but... Um, yeah, we were in Canada, and I think this was August, right? Mm-hmm. And we sort of got it in. So, so your roommate A, yeah, A is the name that I will refer to them by in order to keep them <laughs> anonymous. Um, used to make weed cookies, right? Yeah, and don't worry, I appreciated them sharing, right? Yeah, but they weren't the most flavoursome, right? No, you could taste the weed in them. Like, I think they were well-balanced. I, I will give them credit for this. They really did know how to balance the cookies. But I don't think, I don't think I, if, you know, if they were just, if that was the cookie without the, without the weed, I probably wouldn't eat it. The purpose of those cookies were to, was to get high. It, it, get it high. did its job. It did its job. It did, it did its, its job. job. It did its job. And we made brownies. Yes. Because we were like. We were like, we can do this better. Well, you, I don't even think it was about the balance, right? We were like. We can make this more tasty, yeah. and we succeeded. Yeah, well, we know because we, we did succeed on that front, right? We and we did got make, hoisted by our own petard, and then we had three each, and then we <coughs> literally died. And we had a two-day hangover. If you can, oh, green over or whatever. And bear in mind club. that we did this on a Sunday. Yeah, it was so a Monday nightmare. morning, I had to go into the office, like stoned out of my mind, yeah. like freaky stoned. And I had to, and remember, I was in Canada, right? Yeah. So this wasn't with my main supervisor or anything. It wasn't like, it wasn't like people that I could just blow off, right? Like, this was like my second supervisor. I'd been invited out. I was being funded. Like, all of this kind of, I was like, keep it together, Greg. I've got to keep this together, right? Do you remember that taxi ride to, to um, the university? That was insane. That guy, I, that cabbie was like, what the heck is going on? I, I literally, so I don't get hangovers. Yeah. You know this, right? I don't get hangovers because of my metabolism. I, I break down the alcohol so quickly in my body that I, you know, I go to sleep drunk, but I wake up sober, but with no hangover, right? No, I know that's going to go eventually. And then I've heard all these people go, oh, when you get through your 40s, you don't get hangover. But it's simply not true just because of my you know, mm-hmm. condition, right? But, um... By condition, <laughs> the mystery. You'll learn about that in a in a future podcast. Yeah, different. different Maybe that should setting. have been our M. Um, anyway, but no. And I just remember thinking to myself, "Oh my god, I see why celebrities wear sunglasses out in the morning." You know, when you like see the celebrities with their like dark glasses. I was like, "That's what I need right now." It's an absolute nightmare. Okay. Technically, then, listeners, I will have had that same experience um, because I've also gone to the office like that. This year, though, I've submitted a number of assignments after doing edibles. Um, really? Yeah. And then at home. Yeah. What? What was with you? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. And then, um, and then also in my first year of undergrad, there were times where I'd be drunk. Not only going into class drunk but my friends and i we would have water bottles filled with vodka really yeah that and is... they were they weren't clear water bottles but they you know obviously if anyone did 
Just vodka. I don't know. Just vodka. Just vodka. Is that Did not you have, funny? Did you have a chaser? No. Or like one time we had a bottle just with brandy. What is... That is that is ludicrous. Is that like, not like stupid? I can bear... I used to be able to do vodka shots. And you know this because yeah. you see... I used to be able to do vodka shots. No, I mean, we just, like, just sip it. It's okay. And do it, right? Yeah. But... No, it's never I, a shot, but we used to sip No, but even that, like, even a sip, right? Like, even it's a miserable. sip, I have to have a chaser. Yeah, absolutely miserable. Now, it, two years ago when we did our New Year's party, I could, yeah. like, go bang, 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 18-year-old Meg was something else. Stolish Naya was, like, was, like, nothing, yeah. right? There you go. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow, that is, that is intense. I once had a friend who took espresso grounds, put it into a line, snorted it up, and immediately got a nosebleed. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I think I've got a match for your question. Oh, there. no! Because I have here worst essay stroke report slash academic work ever submitted drunk to a class stroke course. Okay. Well, I mean, just this year, a number of, like, discussion board assignments No, but stuff. I think that's the question yeah, you asked. I think it is. Oh, no. Does this Do-do-do. mean we have to do a shot? Yeah, one shot each because it's not a perfect mash. If it's a perfect mash, then I think we have to do two. Do you want to serve us up a shot? Yeah. Also, get, let, let, I, I, listeners, okay, this week when we were at the grocery store, and we won't say their name because they're not, they don't deserve a shout out, but Adam bought this blue ass soft drink that is a mystery flavor and it tastes, well, it tastes okay, but like, it's not you good. Not a fan. It's not good. Okay. Anyways, I'm still gonna use that as a chaser. What are you doing? I'm just I'm just reading other questions that I've got ready and and I'm, I'm deciding what I'm gonna ask you next. God, that's so vile. Okay, hang on. Pass me the chaser, will you? What? Where, where is it? It's over there. Oh yeah, I said. Hold on. Hang on. Oh my god, it smells so bad. Oh, why are we doing the? Oh my god. Okay, we're not editing this out. This is a nightmare. No, I don't. No. We don't have cups, by the way. So I'm just gonna swig it out of this liter bottle. This is not a professional podcast. No, we it's not. It's it's like 11 p.m. right now. We don't have a right mixologist now. with us here. Yeah, we don't have a mixologist on hand, like an emergency mixologist. Okay. Oh my god, that was. I think this brings me on to my next question. Oh, you're right. You look. You look foul. You look so unhappy. That. Okay, I'm just gonna say the name right now. If you have access to Blue Mystery Drink Fanta, do not purchase it. It is disgusting. It might. It might be a different color if it's different. Oh god! Yeah. Then watch out. Just don't buy. Oh. If it's a mystery Fanta on it, <laughs> it's not a mystery. It's just bad. Okay, it is disgusting. Honestly, the Fanta's worse than the vodka. <laughs> I'm gonna vomit. Oh my god. We need to clean our recording space, by the way, too. So if I were to vomit right now, I, well. Can I, okay, okay. So my next question to you. Okay. So going back to the drunkenness theme, what is the most drunk you've been at an academic function? So mm. by function, I mean work party, Christmas party, office party. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm of- at a disadvantage here because my first year of my PhD was spent in a pandemic remote. But I will answer your question. No, because I think they do it for undergraduates too. So I don't think we're at too much of a Yeah. Oh. Well, my first, though, I, yeah, one of the ones I got really drunk at. Um, Ugh, that is grim. It's just, uh, truly, please don't buy the, the, the mystery fans. It's like disgusting. Warm. It's lukewarm right now. It's absolutely vile. Okay. So, um, basically... I did this thing in my undergrad, right, where I was very fortunate to have been invited to a lot of um, either, like, scholarship parties or um, conferences and stuff like that where they would serve alcohol. This is quite a common sort of theme in English academia, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, humanities academia. Anyways, so anytime I went there, I was like, I'm not buying my own alcohol, (laughs) right? Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get drunk at these things, okay? And so I would go up and I would... I would just get glasses. Okay. And I may or may not have tried to hit on a professor. I know. Wow. It's really gross. Wow. That is bad. That's impressive. Honestly, bad. after my undergrad, there's a time where I considered stopping drinking because I was like, if you get enough drinks into me, 
I become a literal nightmare. You, you're, wow, that is, you're, you're tanking me on every single one yeah. of these so far. Um, so, um, the most drunk I've ever been at academic function was the Christmas party. Because yeah. everyone gets drunk yeah. at the Christmas party, it's right? So like, fun. this is such a British staple, I yes. think, specifically, right? It's the notion of like, there's an office Christmas party and everyone goes to it. The thing is about kings, right? With the kings, is that for, they seem to have like an infinite wine cellar. Mm. I don't I know it's not infinite. No, you know, and I'm not saying that the wine is necessarily good. No, good. but it does the job. It's not bad either, yeah. right? It's not like cheap, cheap wine, but it's not expensive, expensive wine, right? It's like all right wine, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah. And, and and I think every time I've gone to, like, a king's function, they've always got, like, 20 bottles of wine, right? And, you know, that sounds like a lot until you think, like, oh, if there's, like, 100 people at it, yeah, right? Yeah, that's like, going to go. It's not a lot of wine, right? But it is a lot of wine, right? And obviously a few of those people at Tito, so Christmas party every year, they bring up about 20, 30 bottles of wine, like, you know, 15 bottles of white, 15 bottles of red, you know, um... I, I think it's pretty bulk standard. It's like a standard Pinot Grigio and it's a standard like... like Cabernet. Cabernet or something, right? Or, yeah, Merlot or something yeah. like that, right? Shiraz. I, I, you know, I'm not... And you know I'm not a wine person, No, right? so you're, you'd be like, the red stuff, chuck it. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Pour it in. Like, again, I'm more of a white wine person, but I kid you not, I think me, um, Y, who's one of my friends, yeah. and Zed, yeah. um, literally got plastered on this stuff and we ended up in one of the professor's office not in like a weird way like we like five or six of us after the christmas party gone up the neck to the next floor and like all gone and sat inside this like Aww. like office That's like and sweet. bear in mind this was a shared office right yeah. so this was like a cramped little space right um and we were like chatting with c who's the professor yeah. ah. um and yeah, and I think that's the most drunk I've ever been at an academic function, nice. right? We were absolutely plastered. Like, we were like five or six glasses in. Now, it, it should go about mentioning that I was actually guilty of organising quite a few of these functions because before before, um, before, before the pandemic, I used to organise game night. Yes! And yes, game I night was uh, board games and drinking, right? Yeah. And we used to, like, get... Well, I think we did it like once every two weeks and we'd get absolutely plastered on a Friday night in the office, yeah. bear in mind. This wasn't like, we didn't go out. We did this in the office. And yeah, Did we, you guys ever do any hard drugs? No, 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 no. Oh my God. Uh, no, I mean, uh, Palinka was maybe hard drugs, but oh no. <laughs> Let's just say the stuff at the English. I've, uh, said, I've said his name. Oh no, you did. I'll have to We're beep gonna have that. We're going to have to beep that out. We'll beep that out. <laughs> Anyways, all I can say is that the 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 English, uh, or so I've been told by some U of T English cohort people. N nose dust. Yeah, nose dust. It gets a little crazy. Face powder. Mm, indeed. Um, but no, I've never, I've done any of that. I'm a good girl. Okay, fire your next question. Okay, next question. Uh, what is the stupidest thing you've ever done as a PhD student? So think about that question and answer however you As want. As a PhD mm -hmm. student, this could be sober. Oh, a lot I of, guess, yeah. I've done a lot of stupid things sober. As a PhD student, and then stupid. So take those two. Re it's, so it's got, it's got to be really stupid. It's got to be silly stupid. Whatever. Um, but it's got to be as a PhD student. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I get into a lot of pointless fights. You do. I get into a lot of pointless fights. Yeah. I get into a lot of pointless fights with the department. Mm. Well, no, I don't. I don't know if they're pointless. I don't but think you, they're pointless. Yeah, but you. But they're futile. You like to poke the bear. I, I like. I like to think I stand my ground. Yeah. Is is what I'd like to think. Um, I think the biggest fight I've gotten into so far with my department, um, and this isn't something. I mean, I don't know how this is going to work at, at Columbia because you obviously haven't actually been there yet, so you don't know what the setup is, right? But obviously, when we like signed up for our PhDs at King's, we were all promised desks, yeah. right? And, you know, it sounds stupid, but that's kind of important to me. Because, mm -hmm. you know, with a desk, you're saying you're part of the team. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're important enough that we think you need your own dedicated space here 
to do your work and be able to conduct it well, right? Yeah. So, you know, we all signed up for our PhDs and there was about 20 of us in my cohort. So, mm. that, you know, there's, and that's quite a lot for there's a PhD. There's quite a few, yeah. Because your, what's yours is 12. six, 12, yeah. 12, okay. And bear in mind, there's one of that every six months. Yes. That's, no, we have 12 a year. Yeah, you have yeah. 12 a year. So we, we have about 40 every six months, yeah. right? Uh, every 12 months, right? Um, but essentially what had happened was is that Kings, you know, being the talented and organised planners that they, oh, are, they are, yeah, had had sort of built the PhD spaces on, like, the humanities departments, which, you know, as you've already proven, you know, they don't recruit as many students, right? And then they've gone, oh, you you, you need, like... 100 PhD spaces, do you? Well, we don't have that many to give you, right? So they, they didn't build enough desk spaces, or they didn't allocate enough desk spaces to PhD students. So essentially our department came up with the idea of hot desking, right? And if you're not familiar with hot desking, hot desking is the concept of like having like empty desks that just have like a, like a docking station that you can put your laptop onto. And it felt very cold and impersonal, right? So I sort of stood my ground and I was like, you know, like... When we signed up for this, you told us X. Yeah. And now you've changed your, your decision to Y, right? Yeah. And this argument went on for like two months. And it got to the point where my supervisor was legit like, Adam, stop fighting the department. Mm. Like, stop having this argument, right? Because wow. she was like, I'm not in the mood for this. Like, yeah. I don't want to be like... Because the department had literally get legit gone to her and been like, can you like shut this guy up, please? Oh um, and she was like, it's not, you know, you're, it's just a slippery slope and you shouldn't be, fu-. and I was like, you know, where's your like, where's your like activist attitude? Yeah. Where's your like stand your ground exactly. attitude, right? Um, and I remember there was this, this, this professor in the department, she, she, um, you know, she was this one, one of these professors, or she is one of these professors, I should say, who's like super into like, you know, empowerment and equality mm. and equity and stuff. But you know, not of, like, PhD students and professors, right? Yeah. She wasn't prepared to defend PhD students. She was prepared to defend, like, you know, diversity and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying diversity is not an important thing. I think diversity is hugely important, right? And, I, I, you know, obviously that's why I like to do, like, outreach stuff. That's why I like to... But it was the fact that she wasn't ready to practice what, her, what yeah, she preached. What she preached. Yeah. Over like desk well, spaces. On her home turf. On her home okay, turf. Listeners, right. We've been watching Fast and Furious and The Walking Dead recently. And if those shows have taught me anything, it's about the importance of family. Okay. Like you gotta <laughs> stick out for your own. Okay. You gotta look out for your own and you gotta like take care of what's yours. Okay. All I will say, okay, and I will say this I do have a desk now yeah, and it is my desk. There you go. So yeah. I did win that you argument. You it all I the way. I did Karen it all the way, yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, um, what about you? The stupidest thing that I've ever done as a PhD student. You haven't, you haven't no, got a I've lot of... I've been a good girl because like... What yeah, well, it's hard do? to do it whilst you're not like... Exactly. No, yeah. let me just tell you the stupid... And this will be super quick. It's accidentally um, receiving a um, payment requirement from the department on my student account and then actually paying it. Because I shouldn't have to pay any of that, and I did. So now I have a huge ass credit. But there you go, stupidest thing I've ever done. Let me say something really quickly to listeners who are interested in a PhD or don't. Yeah, well, first of all, don't. Second of all, never under any circumstances, okay, after your undergrad and even during your undergrad. I I know you know, especially for people in the states or wherever that that actually might not be an option. So we don't want to make too much light out of that but going onward in a graduate kind of capacity do not sign on to any graduate program that does not pay you that asks that you pay them do not do that i promise you it is not worth i promise you can find a good career and and fulfillment don't pay for your own phd do not pay for your phd please 100 percent. no compromise maybe pay for your master's in stem maybe i i am speaking on a humanities capacity because i have no experience in applying or knowing what the master's stuff is like for science but don't go into a master's immediately after your bachelor's right whatever it is only do your master's yeah. in STEM if you need it to get the mm-hmm. job you want. Exactly. Right? But do not, for PhD, do absolutely not. Do not pay for it. And 
get get a good stipend. But honestly, like, you know, if you go online and you look on, like, Reddit or anything like that, they're all going to tell you exactly the same thing. Yeah. If you go on, like, our professors or whatever and go, like, should I, should I accept a PhD if I'm not funded? They're all going to, like, just be like, no. no. Um, oh. Yeah, they're just going to be like, no. Okay. How about you ask me one more question and then we might have to call it quits because we're 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 running we're you, we're we're doing you, uh, some good stuff. I maybe out. I am, you know. Maybe you're checking out. Maybe I think it's a special. So I think we special. can we could almost run to an hour. Like we could be really cheeky. Maybe really, yeah. Okay. Anyways, ask me the next question, whatever. So this final one, um I don't know how much this is gonna apply in Toronto. Okay. But it's gonna it only applies in the UK. Okay, keep it fun. So, best academic drinking location. Now, let me, let me give you a little bit pre-shadowing on this. Because, obviously, in the UK, a lot of universities have their own, like, bars and pubs yeah, as well, right? this is actually very true. Um, and normally, they have more than one as well, right? Yeah. So, I'm looking for more 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 drinking locations targeted at, the, the, like... The young. Well, no, at faculty and at, um, yeah. at students, yeah. right? I do have an answer for that. Okay. okay. Number one, um, the university does have, like you said, like a faculty club and like some other um, yes, drinking yeah. establishments. I will say this, that's totally messed up, is that they're primarily geared towards engineering students and not even STEM people, but like really a lot of engineering folks, which is messed up, but there it is. They're pay- they're the sure. ones, they're the ones paying like a lot of money. Well, they're also the ones that are going out there getting jobs and then donating yeah. a shit ton so to the university. Go. Anyways. Um, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. So for people who are in Toronto and oh God, if this place is still around after the pandemic, right after the during times, um, check out the prenup pub because I absolutely love that place. Oh yeah. We've been to I the prenup. I think that place. Okay. I, I was in a choir for all four years of my undergrad and that was the place we all hung out. And um, they had this huge menu with so many delicious beers from all around the world. Their food was okay. <laughs> you know, it's pub food. What are you going to do? Um, and the environment was so beautiful. Adam is so drunk right now. He is so freaking drunk. Um, I'm also pretty drunk because that vodka shot killed me. Um, but the prenup pub is amazing. And like when I get back to Canada, if I do go into Toronto, I do really want to grab like a final drink there because it was so mm. wonderful. Okay, yours. So I'm really disappointed I'm not going to be able to share this with you mm. because it isn't, it is closed down. It didn't close down because of the pandemic, yeah. but it closed down. At King's, we used to have a bar called Phil Bar, which is short for Philosopher's Bar. Mm-hmm. So King's has. I I think there's there's a, there's a couple here worth mentioning. Kings has a number of bars, or had stroke has a number of bars. Mm-hmm. It had Waterfront, mm-hmm. which is what was there yeah. when I was there. Sure. And Waterfront is what it says on the tin. It's it's sort of located just adjacent to the Thames, and one of the windows looks out over the Thames. Right. It was one of those places where you went in and the floors were always sticky, mm. but it was open from about midday. Yeah. Um, so there you go. You know, it did what it did. Yeah. Um, above that, and I was, I, I unfortunately was never lucky enough to actually visit this place. But there used to be a nightclub called Tutus. Oh yes, who, who's, tell me. Who's it named after? Yeah, Desmond. Desmond Tutu. And what's Desmond Tutu? Uh, he's like a he's like a cardinal. Or something. He's a bishop. He's yeah. A bishop, yeah, he's a bishop. And you know, he blessed it. Mm. He blessed the nightclub. Yeah. Because Desmond Tutu went to King's. Oh, did he? Um, and he's so, Catholic. Too. Yeah. Well, no. No, he's, he's not. not Anglican. Oh, he's Anglican. Because that's why he went to King's. Oh, shoot. Because we're a divinity school as Hang well, on. remember? Listeners, I'm listening, but I'm also searching this Yeah, up. double check it. But I'm, yeah. I'm like 99% <laughs> certain that so he's... So we don't... We got a, we got a fact yeah, check. Oh we got gosh. a fact check uh, on here Desmond Tutu here. Anyways, continue. Anyway. Um, but one of the yeah, best... Yeah, Anglican. Yeah, Anglican. one of the best bars... Um, was Philosopher's Bar, which is also in the same building as as Waterfront and Tutus. It was this, like, nestled away, hidden little thing. You had to, like, walk through, like, three corridors to get to it, right? And it was like, you didn't even know it was there, right? And no one, you know, it wasn't something that was advertised either, right? And it was this, like, tiny little dive bar, right? 
like hidden like and yeah. and I don't know how to express the King's Campus because nowhere in North America has any building like this, right? Yeah. But it's one of those buildings where like five buildings have been joined together with corridors that kind of like have like three steps down and then two steps up and then you sort of like do a left turn and a right turn and then one of the cor corridors is like slanted and then you go down a set of steps but the steps don't go all the way down a whole floor they go down like half a floor and then you walk through another door and then you go down some more steps and you eventually get to like philosopher's bar right and it's tragic because that building's now been sold and they've replaced it with admittedly a newer building right but a building with not the same like level of charm like yeah. that right and they've got a thing called the vault not that the vault has been open for more than a year before it had to shut because of the pandemic, right? Um, but no, Philosopher's Bar, and, and you know, if you speak to any old King students, you'll get this like, oh, Philosopher's Bar is amazing. Um, but it's just this like really hidden little bar, and it's just really cute. Um, it's really not my favourite bar in London, but it was definitely my favourite bar at King's at least. Aww. That's really sweet. And on that sweet note, listeners, we end this episode. We end this episode. <laughs> okay. So let me let me get the volume back up a little bit. We are yeah. very very drunk. Next week we are gonna get back to you with a proper episode. Um, yeah. maybe we'll do a guest one after that. Maybe we'll carry on uh with our normal segments until the end of the season. Which, if you can do the logic, will be twenty six twenty six uh episodes of proper content. Right minus thirteen. Indeed. Because we've already done 13. Indeed. We've already given you what you want. Yeah. We've given you A through M. Be grateful. Be grateful. But Anyways. we've got a new special. We've got a new series coming. Well, we haven't got a new series coming. We've got a spin-off series coming. We've got like an adjacent series coming. Love Island, La Viva Voce. It's horrible, isn't it? So uh, it's people who are interested in reality TV, there is this absolutely terrible show called Love Island. I think it's fantastic. And, well... It's terrible on a moral and, like, ethical spectrum. Yeah, but, but all reality shows like that. Anyways, we are going to be watching it drunk. We're going to be recording reactions. We're going to be just tuning in. It's going to be super casual. And, like, check it out if you want. It's one of those listen-along ones, right? Yeah. So if you're going to if you're going to watch Love Island, then you should listen along with yeah. us. We're going to be talking about it. We'll give you some... Um, We'll give you some like beeps and stuff so you know when we start watching it, when we stop watching it, when the adverts are coming. Um, so yeah, no, I'm 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 really looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to us recording Love Island, being able to give you some of our hot takes on it, um, and and you know what, hearing some of your opinions as well, because you know we'll be on the Living La Viva Voce Twitter, we'll be on the Living La Viva Voce Facebook, and we want to hear what you think about Love Island because you know we know that there's ethical qualms or this, but we love it. We love yeah, it. Yeah, it's wretched. Anyways, with that, we are uh, going to sign off, I think, right? Yeah, let's okay. do it. So if you want to keep up to date with us, remember to smash that subscribe button on your favorite podcast service, whether that's Google Podcasts, whether that's Spotify, whether that's Apple Music. Don't forget to follow us at Living La Viva Voce on Twitter. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Living La Viva Voce. You can look us up in the search bar. You just punch it in, Living La Viva Voce. Yeah, with Twitter, it's actually at Living Viva. That's L I V I N. V-I-V-A. V-I-V-A. Live in Viva. Okay. In the meantime, yep. we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We look forward to hearing, hearing you tune in next week. And uh, we hope that you will tune into our sister podcast, Love Island, La Viva Voce. Mm, I've been Meg. And I've been Adam. All right, bye-bye. Good night. Thank you.